Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Tares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm Ash. And I'm MJ. And today, we're talking about how parenthood has changed us. Yeah, it hasn't changed me at all. Not at all. I am totally the same. But I am a new woman. Life has not been hard. Wow. <laughs> I don't even Parent- remotely believe you. Parenting right is the easiest thing that I've ever done. I don't think anything has changed. Nothing has changed. Everything's the Everything's same. Everything's the same. Right. So I think what we go over, and this is just as an insight to how much has changed and how... See, the thing is, you can just say it's more difficult. It's like this. Everything's the same and everything's different. Right. I'd like to compare it to it's there are more facets to life as a parent. You turn from a square to a hexagon it's like i have this added lens through which i see the world right you have cataracts basically (laughs) (laughs) well anyways a lot we go through um a lot of questions we answer it's a fun one yeah and i think we should probably caveat by saying we know nothing about anything right but we know some things we like to think we like to think we're experts (laughs) but we really aren't one of us in the relationship is an expert and the other one knows that the other one's lying (laughs) (laughs) so yeah here it is hope you enjoy today we're going to talk about how has parenthood changed you dear yeah i'm a changed woman (laughs) all new (laughs) yeah it's it's one that we are obviously in the middle of Mm -hmm. two-year-old six-month-old right and we're only two years in so so we're absolutely we know nothing about nothing yeah we know nothing about everything. Is that how you would say We that? know a little bit about everything. We know a little bit about a little bit. All the way up to two years old. <laughs> so basically, we're not even really parents yet. <laughs> <laughs> so why should we even be talking about this? Well, I think the reason we should be talking about this is because it's our second time around. Yeah. And I definitely feel a little less clueless. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit more emotionally aware about the changes as a parent. With the second time. And Mm -hmm. I've definitely... So, like, how has parenthood changed you? For me, even between baby one to baby two, baby one was so much of a shock. And it was very hard to even realize that I was a parent at first, that I didn't get to enjoy becoming a parent. Hmm. Right? Whereas for... With Judah, our second child, I definitely feel like I was way more present with him. And just taking in, enjoying him, holding him, and just absorbing the moments with him. Whereas with Evie, I felt like I was just like I was just trying to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and so I know that's not really the question, but like how has parenthood changed you? I think even between one and two, even though we've only had two and a half years worth of experience as parents, mm-hmm. even between one and the other, there has been changes that I've observed. For sure. Between just having one and then going from one to two. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you think you would be as a parent? And is that how you've actually parented? So expectation versus reality. Right, yeah. So I am not at all the mother that I thought I would be. Hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, I would say. And that's not like saying that that's a bad thing. It's just I had this thought in my mind of who I would be as a mom and who I have learned to be. I guess the missing piece there was that like you actually have your child 
who has needs and preferences and a personality. Yeah. And so I could imagine like, oh, I want to be this way, but then my child actually needs me to be a certain way based on their needs, their preferences, their personality, yeah. their, you know. So that was kind of, it's easy to dream about those things when there isn't an actual person behind that, you know. And then there's yep. an actual person and you're like, wow. With a personality. Right. And yep. and the ways I thought I would be, I'm not able to be because it's not what's be- actually best for my child. So that's been an interesting thing. So like, what's experience. an example? Well, for one thing, I never thought I would be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I never pictured myself being that way. And all the way up until having Evie, I was convinced in my mind, like I am too much of an extrovert to be home all the time and be able to be a good mom, you know? So I had this like thought in my head of like, I'm not going, I would, I would not be able to do that. I'm going to be a working mom. And that's just played out very differently for me. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of been surprising a little bit. And again, it's not like a good or bad Mm -hmm. difference. It's more of just, it's different from the expectation I had of myself yeah. as a mom walking into it. Another thing is like, I thought I would be a boy mom. I don't know why, but like, I just always, I mean, think about yeah. how I am. Like I'm adventurous. I'm like, I love being outdoors. I love like just yeah. things that are kind of like wild and reckless. You know, that's just like kind of part of my personality. And so I pictured myself being like, wow, that'd be perfect for like boys. I could mm-hmm. like, I could roll with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we have Evie. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, though, the like crazy she's thing is she's just like just me. Just like that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it's so fun. Again, it's not a good or bad thing. Yeah. It's just different from how I picture myself to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was a girl mom first, you know. What do you think changed for you? So because, you know, you, you did the 12 week or the six week leave. Yeah. And then, you know, we were lining up childcare. And we had every intention of like, okay, after this period, going to go back. And then you did go back. Right. Yeah. And it was like for a month. Yeah. You were My having hand. teams yeah. calls. Maybe it was right around a month, less than a month. A couple months. A couple yeah. months. Oh, so I mean, months. that was right at the onset of COVID too. Right. So, so everybody was working that, from yeah. home. So you're conducting meetings from home. Right. You know, tuning into leadership calls or whatever, all these meetings that you had to go through. Yeah. Holding Evie. Mm-hmm. And having to mute between cries or sure, yeah, things like that. What at what point were you like, you know, I can't do both things for you, like with where you're at, yeah. what you were dealing with. I, I have to, you know, stay at home full time with Evie. Right. I think there were a lot of things, and so like the short version of that is, you know, at first there was Evie's misdiagnosis. Oh yeah. I and so about that. we I keep forgetting about that. I didn't, you know, we were kind of, that yeah. was a pretty severe misdiagnosis, like leading to right deterioration pretty early on yeah. in her life. Yeah. Within severe like dietary restrictions. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, in my mind, there's this thing in the back of my mind saying like, how much time do I have with my child? Wow. I forgot. Yeah. So that was a huge piece of like, yeah. What do I, how do I want to spend my time right now? Mm-hmm. You know, what's most important? Plus there was COVID, right? So ev- I think everybody was kind of having these thoughts of reevaluating, like what's important what's and important? what's most important, yeah. you know? And so, you know, there was that, there was this misdiagnosis. Um, and then I think the other piece is just like a personality thing where I am a high achiever. I'm, 
type A. And so I knew I wasn't performing at my best as an employee and I wasn't performing at my best as a mom. And so I felt like I felt like I was so torn between the two mm-hmm. in the position that I had held. Mm-hmm. If I had a different position, mm-hmm. maybe I would feel differently. But at the level that I was, as far as engaging with other leaders, yeah. it did not warrant me to just like be behind a computer screen and like, you know, there, there were, I think there were other positions that could have warranted maybe me not feeling that as much like the pressure, yeah. but in the position specific position I was in, I just, I could not carry the level that I had before having Evie and all, and simultaneously, like I was leaving Evie. I was having to leave her crying to like yeah answer phone calls and be in meetings. And right. I felt awful as a mom doing that. And so, so I think it was all of that. And then kind of leading up to having conversations with, mom working mom friends and stay at home mom friends mm-hmm. and just hearing their perspectives and insights and what they love about it, hate about it. Um, maybe not hate, but what's hard about it. And then kind of culminating to actually a conversation with your mom. Yeah. Where she just said this really wise, insightful thing. And I feel like that was like kind of the cherry on top for me. And she basically was like, what do you think your 65-year-old about to retire self would say to you about to make this decision now, what do you think that person, that actually would want you to choose in this moment? That kind of gave me a longer-term perspective of, you know. So anyways, that was kind of like (laughs) a a lot. But I said, here's the short answer, and then I gave a long answer. But Wait till you hear the long (laughs) answer. (laughs) basically all of that yeah kind of led to that decision yeah i i kind of agree with you on you know how do you think you would be as a parent and versus how you actually parented and i think before you become a parent you kind of view it through the lens of just you right like the dad i'm gonna be the mom i'm gonna be the things that i'm gonna want my to do with my child Mm -hmm. and just that this child is just this generic walmart brand baby that has like no hmm. special characteristics that, that you just it's like the sense of of blank canvas yeah um that you get to influence fully and man what's what's strikingly different is that there are definitely temperaments that are ingrained in children at birth yeah like it you know i would like to think we you know, I can tell that with between the two that we have mm-hmm. and the differences between yeah. in terms of temperament. And and so how I've actually parented has been largely informed also by Evie's, like who Evie is, yeah. right? Exactly, and, and, yep. And that it's not just, it's like a two-way street. And I, I guess before I was actually a parent, I thought of it more of as, man, maybe like more of as like an accessory to my life. Mm-hmm. and the things that we want to accomplish and the things we want and now you know even just like tonight with putting her to bed and the little routines that we have and mm-hmm. like this, there's so many things that are so distinctly evie right that you couldn't even replace with judah at this point yeah um but you just don't really have i guess i don't i didn't really have that in perspective before becoming a parent right where 
you know, I definitely feel like there was a difference between what I thought it would be versus just how it actually is yeah. today. Yeah. So. One of the things I wrote um, a post um, called Motherhood, the Same Yet Different, where I talk about the duality of motherhood. And one of the things I said that I think kind of fits what we're talking about here is I'm not the mother I thought I'd be and yet I'm learning to be the mother my child needs me to be right exactly those are very sometimes very different things right I think a big thing too is before I had kids I think it's really hard to have vision for the kind of parent that you want to be or maybe there's not a lot of people modeling what vision in parenthood looks like we're taking the time to actually think through those things because yeah. it's a lot of like wow when i have kids i'll never do that yeah my kids will never be like that they'll never have screen time it's a lot of we'll never do this right my, my family did this we'll never do that they'll never have candy and there's not really vision for yeah. how i actually want to be she won't eat fast food right <laughs> yeah all those things right you know? no screen time no sugar yeah you know I'm, you know, my kids will always be behaved. Right. They never throw fits in public. Right. Our, my van will never look be trashed. Dirty. <laughs> yeah. Like yep. all these things, you know, you just, yep. but it's a lot of like nevers. Yeah. And, and so I didn't really know how to create a vision for yeah. what I actually wanted my yeah. motherhood to look like. Right. And it's kind of important because say you do execute on health goals, clean van, no screen time. Like, what are you going towards? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like you, you cut out all the negatives and now you're at this like baseline. So it's like, that's, is that all we're shooting for? Right. And yeah, I think neither, like neither you nor I really, I guess you can't really think about that before you are in the middle of it. Right. And then at the first time you, you are a parent, you're figuring out the whole There's keeping a, lot of, a child yeah, alive. Logistics, yeah, yeah. Part. Yeah. And and that's And you're not getting sleep, so there's you know, you're not in a good frame of mind for yeah, thinking and so, about a vision for your parents. Yeah, you're not like you know <laughs> you're not you're not up at three AM visioneering sure. and and laying out your twenty year plan Mm-mm. for your multi generational impact. <laughs> no. no, you're just like kid, why aren't you sleeping? I'm I'm laying there thinking, um, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I would always be thinking, man, I have seen three more three AMs in the last eight weeks than I have the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person awake in this entire neighborhood right now. <laughs> definitely not, but like Yeah, it definitely feels that way. So what have been some of the most surprising aspects of parenthood? For you. Surprising aspects of parenthood. Man, I have to think on that one because I feel like I've just, you kind of do it as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of on-the-job training. Yeah. And so I think what's surprising, I mean, I'm going to steal one of these points that you have where, or without being conscious about it, you will revert back to what you were modeled. Yeah. Or how you were raised, your yep. upbringing, be it in a you know blended family however your dad did it however your mom did it sure um because that's just what you saw mm-hmm. and consciously or not that's what you considered normal and so whether or not that was actually normal or healthy or what you were supposed to do it's unclear you have to like assess that but without really assessing it you'll revert back to it yeah um, because that's all you knew and so 
I think seeing aspects of my parenting that are very similar to my own parents um, is, is you don't consciously think to do that. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing this exactly the same way as my parents would have done. Mm-hmm. And you kind of find yourself in the middle of it. And you're like, oh my gosh, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, the or, things you said, I'll never. You're like, right. wow, I'm exactly Or doing better that yet, thing. you pointed out. <laughs> well, now we're in the season of parenting where our kids point that. Evie gives us feedback exactly. on it. And it's like, that's an, another level right. of like, you know. Right. And the ability for Evie to also just like pick up on the emotional things that, you know, we're having a conversation and yeah. maybe we're not even like fighting or, you know, we're just wrestling through an idea or a topic. And she's just like, dad, are you, are you mad of me? I'm like, no girl, like I'm not upset with you at all. Yeah. And just the things that they children pick up on, even though it's not even directed at them. Yeah. So, so like the emotional pieces, because, you know, that's, that's like very nuanced and, you know, depending on your upbringing, maybe that's not like so openly addressed. And so having to like be conscious of that, especially with children that maybe are more sensitive to that Mm -hmm. or dialed into that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's probably, um, an area that I've been growing in a lot on the, on the parenthood side Mm is, you know, just things that one i revert back to the things that i grew up in and then two just you know like how we how we relate to each other yeah man our our kids pick up on that right exactly and and whether or not you and i are good yep carries to how like evie feels yeah and she and the number of times that she feels like it's her fault and she's two years old. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I think, you know, something that's been surprising for me is just how, um, to take that example of, you know, something, how we're doing and if we're not okay in a moment and Evie being able to pick up on that, you know, children, I don't know how long this tendency is, but they internalize like everything right up until a certain age, you know? And so when we're not okay, then she assumes it's because of her. her. And that's, it's heartbreaking to watch her be like, dad, are you mad at me? Right. And so I think something surprising is just how impactful our interactions or engagements, yeah. not even just with you and I, I think especially with you and I, but also with other people are literally forming. I can, I'm like watching it form her view, not only of herself, but how she relates to other people and how she gives and receives love. Like we're forming all of that in her mind, not entirely, but we're definitely influencing it. And that's a, that feels like a massive responsibility. You know, I feel the weightiness of that. The other analogy that I've heard that was really helpful is that like, you know, you look around you and you're like, well, that family got their children to second base mm-hmm. or third base. And like, I'm, I'm only in first base mm-hmm. and like, okay, that's, that's where you're at. But now you're on base. Right. Right. Like it's right. your turn. Right. And what are you going to do with that? Yeah. And so rather than, you know, this and that, like you're the parent now. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's now it's not your family's problem and the way that you grew up now it's, this yeah. is something that like you are un- uncomfortable with right. or that you struggle with or that you don't find acceptable. Yeah. Like, and now you have to own that and do something about it. Right. Evie's not going to be like, oh yeah, well dad's like that because of my grandparents. Right. 
No, it's she's going to see me do it because of me. Yeah. And and so you have to take it on. Yeah. And, and part of it is, you know, just reconciling the budget of your own upbringing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just like coming to terms with like a, this is inventorying yourself and just understand that this is what I'm going to revert back to. Right. These are the ways that my wife's parenting style and upbringing will clash with that. Right, right. Right? So it's not even just your own stuff. It's like the stuff that you and your spouse, like you and I, right, are going to try to collectively do because at, at the same time we're going to try we want to try and be united in how we parent or right. at least similar, yeah, right? Yeah. So that we're not confusing our children. And so working through those layers is probably you'll either do it or you won't you know and that's that's a deep place that's, there's, a, there's that's so, a deep and there's so much we can talk so about much that. more we yeah. can talk about yeah. but um let's just move on to the second one that you had as an observation as a surprising aspect of parenthood and that is how constantly i would have to pivot yeah. and i think that's just specifically hard for me again i'm a high achiever i'm type a so i you know have a plan i like to execute on it perfectly yep. <laughs> so that is not i mean that has been obliterated in parenthood and and yeah. having infants and toddlers who so are, have saying, constantly changing developmental needs. You're saying children don't have half hour lunch breaks with 15 minute morning and afternoon breaks. Right. Yeah. No, I wish. Yeah. Yeah. That no, that never works out. Right. And so, yeah, I've had to constantly pivot in routine in their mm-hmm. developments, you know, in, in one season it's like, okay, Judah's stationary on a mat. The next day, he's going to be crawling. And how do I adjust to that? Now that changes like how I interact with him. I cannot leave, physically leave him because now he's on the move and can get into things. And you know what I I mean? mean, Another routine currently that you're transitioning through with him is his naps. Yeah, moving from three to two naps. So now I have Judah's naps sandwiching Evie's middle of the day nap. And so that's annoying that's fun <laughs> and that i basically have nappers from 9 30 to 4 30 right and that feels like a massive chunk of the day where what what do i do in that time yeah do we somebody's always in the crib yeah some, or like we can be out but maybe judo won't get a good nap he's gonna be super fussy you yeah. know so anyways yeah that's hard but i think even relationally where you go from like this newborn who doesn't even really look at you in the eyes mm-hmm. like can't even really see you mm-hmm. <laughs> like just no response no nothing to like now in two years evie is having a full-fledged conversation with me she's right. able to understand aspects of what it means to be loved and to give love and to share and to right just wait your turn yeah like these relational aspects that have massively changed in a mm-hmm. time frame of like two years mm-hmm. going from like you know, <laughs> the girl doesn't say thank you or even look at me right. to like she holds me you know comes up right. and hugs me and says you're the best mama ever or and confesses that she touched the <laughs> christmas tree ornament <laughs> and put it back and starts crying right right <laughs> yeah 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 that's that was very surprising like just it's such a massive I feel yeah. like there are a lot of changes, deve- like massive developmental changes in those two years. Right. And then after them, it's just like, eh, you're taller. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's more than that, but. Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's definitely been fun to watch. And 
and be a part of yeah. and, and just observe kind of in front of your eyes. Right. From like seeing Judah where he's at, it reminds me of where Evie was. And it doesn't seem like it was that long ago because it really wasn't. Right. And the 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 developmental differences between the two for now uh-huh. is just so um so like the, the gap is so wide yeah it really is even though they're not that that different in you know age yeah. yep but it also reminds me of when evie was as small as he is right, right now and just how you know I, I just tried to just make it through that season yeah and now it's like wow you realize how fast it is it, it's so fast yeah and i didn't get to take it in as well you know like yeah I I look back to the advice we got of like soak it in while they're still small. Yeah. And like I'm just trying to get my sleep back, bro. Right. And now Evie is, you know, two and a half years old. She's just like she towers over Judah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that was just yesterday that you were as tiny as him. Yeah. And so it's yeah. it does go by super super quick. It does. Is there anything you're working on changing about your parenthood? Oh gosh. <laughs> Why don't you go first? What do you want to work on <laughs> changing about your parent? That's a real light one. I know, right? I think in this season, I mean, it changes with whatever season I'm in, yeah. right? But I think in this particular season, we're in the, you know, two to three year old stage of tantrums and dealing with emotions and yeah, Evie wanting to like learning what it means to have I guess delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. I want to be a mom who's not so easily irritated Mm -hmm. and not just, you know, I I mentioned Evie's developments, but like, you know, Jude's at a stage where, you know, it takes him sometimes it feels like it takes the kid 20 minutes to get him down for a nap. And I'm like, come on, Jude, like just close your eyes, fall asleep, you know? And so there are little things like that that can irritate me. I'd like to not be so easily irritated. I think also I want to enjoy going at their pace. I feel like Evie's siblings will forever be indebted to her because yeah. all of my floundering is like, she, you know, uh, she's my first everything. She's the guinea pig. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm more of a seasoned mom for Judah. It's mm-hmm. just different, a different experience. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm still learning to go at a slower pace always. Okay. You know, toddler pace is just it's like literally watching paint dry sometimes and there are times that we have to be out and you know at doctor's appointments by a certain time or you know there are times where we have to be somewhere by deadline you just have to build it in right i'm having to learn to give a like massive runway right just have to build it in yeah because you and i can slip on our shoes and head be out the door in five minutes right but the you know our toddler because we want her to learn right. how to put her own shoes on. It just takes her longer. It's just like that's longer. A and then she puts them on the wrong feet. Yeah, and then backwards. I got to put Jude in his car seat. And then we all got to go out the door. And right. then Evie like is standing in front of me as I'm trying to get her and the car seat out the door. Right. You know, there's just, and then yeah. she's got to buckle herself in and all these things. So yeah. anyways, I read in Simplicity Parenting, just this perspective that children were never meant to go at our adult pace of mm. life. It's just, you know, we're like blazing through life, you know, mm. especially with advancements of technology and like we're always looking to do things more efficiently yeah, and, the pace and more quickly. Yeah. And so like children just are not 
able to operate remotely at that speed. And I'm yeah. learning not to like superimpose my like 30, you know, 30 something year experience onto my two year old toddler. Right. And just like go at their pace. Yeah. Go at their pace. Maybe the last thing is just being fully present. Like you mentioned how people always say, soak it up, soak it up. And the truth is it's just really hard to do that in the moment because every season feels hard. You feel like it's hard. You're like, man, I can't wait until they crawl. And then they crawl and you're like, wow, this is actually harder, way harder, you know? And then you're like, oh, I can't wait until they walk. And then it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's also hard. I can't wait till they can talk. Okay. Well, it just, every season has an aspect of hard. It's just that the hard changes, but I think there's a gift to be received in every season and I don't want to miss that gift. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm similar in that my day is different than yours, right? I get home and we have that time span between dinner and like when they're in bed and for me to just try to really take those moments and not just try to put them to bed, mm-hmm. but enjoy it with them is is something that I like consciously have to do almost every day. Like, I, I need to not just try to wish it was later in the day yeah. so that they're in bed right. and you and I can just like spend a moment right. before we go to bed. Yeah. And like the the fully present piece is probably where I would want to improve in. And there's, you know, there's things that we're trying to do to do that, you know, keeping our phones away when during those right. two hours, three hours or whatnot. Yeah. Because now Evie's at the age too where she picks up on that. Right. Where she can see like, oh, dad's on his phone or whatnot. And, you know, she, she wants me to chase her around the house or, or something like that. So, and I'm exhausted. Yeah. But to really try to, you know, recognize that in the same way that Evie yesterday was a newborn and now is two and a half, like this moment too will just pass really quickly. And so learning to enjoy even with the hardship and the changes and the developmental progress that we constantly are witnessing with our children, Mm -hmm. just enjoying like where they're at and what they are accomplishing and the things that they are enjoying, like being chased around the house and things like that, that I think there's always that pull to just like, I wish you were a little bit more self-sufficient. Yeah. I wish you were a little bit more. Let's just get to the end of the day. Yeah. Or let's just get to, you know, let's just get to 730. And, you're basically wishing your children's day away. Yeah. It's, and, it's a really sobering thought. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's like that push and pull where, where, you know, yeah, you'll get that break, but like then you will have missed that entire evening with your child. Right. And yeah, it's just a moment too, but like you stack those moments up right. or you, and like that's the parent that you are. Yeah. Parenting is such a long term game and if you want any hope of having a relationship, a good relationship with your adult children, yeah. I'm making deposits towards that today. You know, it's, it's not just like, we'll get there and they'll be like, Hey, thanks for giving me a roof over my head and clothes on my back and food on the table. Love you guys. Right. You know, we have a great relationship. Right. Like that's not, that's, that doesn't get you there. Yeah. And so, and that's the hard thing about parent. One of the hard things about parenting is that like, there's this highly relational aspect and yet parenting is so much of like giving of like, mm-hmm. I'm providing these things. I'm giving, I'm literally like keeping Jude alive right now, mm-hmm. you know? And yet 
those things themselves don't cut it from from me having yeah. hope of a good relationship with my adult children. And it's the things that your children will remember. Right. Like the moments that you did spend with them. Right. You know, like I think of that just off the cuff week we took as a family. Yeah. And Evie still talks about yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Like she just loves, loves vacation. vacation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was just like totally just a moment for us as a family where we enjoyed being in each other's presence and like just right. hanging out together. Yeah. You guys were at the pool every day. I guess that really helped her yep. build in that memory of having fun as a family. Right. But it's those little things that, yeah. you know, it's not something like super crazy, Yeah. but she remembers it. Yeah. And so yep. it's yeah. important. Yeah. And the, the things that are important to you are not necessarily the things that are important to exactly. them. You know, so that's another like interesting aspect a wild thing to me is just that like our children will not remember Ugh. like half of this maybe yeah, actually that's not true they will remember half of it maybe from like i don't know what's your earliest core memories that's exactly what you're trying to say is that um like three or four years old and up i don't even, even remember their that. memories at that are going to be so like limited in uh, in their and and based on their like cognitive processing at that time right where we will have like 18 full years of memories with them you know that's a wild thought to me yeah that's a super wild thought right and yet it it does even though they might not consciously remember it it does carry over into absolutely it's i think it's all important and the things i'm doing today are all like like i mentioned like depositing towards that mm-hmm. account you know the ways that i'm giving it myself and choosing to let them go at their pace like all these little things don't look like they mean anything in my day-to-day like if somebody yeah. were to just look at my life it's like okay but like stacked up over long periods of time i think they will have a really i mean hopefully i don't know like i said we don't know anything about anything but hopefully they'll yeah. yield you know a reward if it were possible to have a conversation with us before we had kids, like if we could go back in time and yeah. sit down at the table with like younger us. baby you and me who thought we knew everything about everything yeah, and we're going to be the best parents ever, what would you say to each of us? I'd say just shut up about any parenting advice that you want to give because you have no idea. And you, To you or to me? To, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the things we we swore we would never do mm-hmm. and man it's just it's part of it yeah you know like yeah we would say we would say all these things and we at the end of the day the things that i would say to us are things that were told to us and we said would say yeah we will that's we would, not gonna be exactly us. so it's just like you people are just so negative about their parenting ex- yeah and granted there is gonna be we had to gut check ourselves yeah, yeah, where yeah. we were like, yeah. man, we are Giving having such a hard a time picture. with Evie yeah. and in, in her newborn season and painting it in such a way that like, we hate parenting right. um, Which to people who true. aren't parents. Right, right, and so right. like, it's like scaring them away from having children. And we're like, wait a second, we actually love our daughter, but what we're trying to communicate is the intensity of how much of a change it's been yeah. routine wise, yeah. you know, perspective wise mm-hmm. how, how we viewed the life yeah. wise yeah. and so we weren't really able to like i guess 
one of the things I would say is that like, I don't know how you would say that, that like newborn season is going to be hard other than saying it's going to be hard, but like maybe articulate that more mm-hmm. as in, you know, being a dad's going to not necessarily change. Like it's, it's, it's everything's the same. Everything's different kind of thing yeah. where, okay, fine. You're going to be, you know, we would, we were told, oh, we're going to be up a lot during the night and we did and we were and we did that a lot but like the things that are being instilled in you while you're going through those repetitions are the more longer lasting realities of the fact that you're you're a parent who is stewarding Mm -hmm. this life that also has inputs and it's not just going to be solely on like the things you do right and wrong in terms of like you know she's a variable as well and he's a variable as well their behavior is not always a reflection of our parenting there's that had you told me that as a uh a non-parent i'd be like yeah well yeah it's gonna be easy because i'm gonna do it right and (laughs) you just have to go through it yeah like how do you describe right you know newborn season to somebody who hasn't been in a newborn season and then what do you need to tell to a parent who has been through it it's like it's like that camaraderie that you have if you've gone through basic training yeah. in the military yeah. where those who don't haven't gone through it don't really understand and those who have you kind of just like look across you the table you just talk differently with each other yeah, yeah and you're yeah, just yeah. like all right i, I know you. <laughs> i know you know yeah and i don't have to say anything to you and right. the things that i'm going to say to you you understand within right. its rightful context right and it's not that i actually you know hate i love my, my child exactly yeah um and and that that you you just can't you can't say that say that yeah in the same way in the same way i think i would say to me i'd be like dang girl you look so good (laughs) i'd be like girl you just wear whatever you want that's it (laughs) to you i think i would say that you are going to be an amazing dad oh thanks dear you really are love i appreciate the ways that you are intentional i think about like when we were at the diner the other day Uh uh-huh and you're playing with Jude and that older couple is like, it's nice to see you. I don't know exactly what she said, but something it's like, nice it's nice to see a father, father play with playing with their child. Like, okay. But like, you know, in their day and age, like that was super uncommon. It was even uncommon to have like the guys in the room with Married the woman giving birth, you know? Right. And so um, I'm just really appreciative of the support that you give and the way that you you know, come home from work and know you're exhausted and you're still looking for ways to help just offset the fact that I've been with tiny people all day. And so I appreciate that. Well, it sounds like we have to stop this episode right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would also, no, I'm just kidding. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.